0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Focus Your Ads podcast, where we talk about Google Ads. My name is Glenn, and I'm here with Dan. In this episode, we're going to be answering some questions about Google Ads that we've received. So let's dive into the first question. Here it comes, Dan. I'm running a shopping campaign, but can't find the search terms. I'm told that we can see what people search for. Did Google remove these? I'm not sure where
1: to find them. I hope they're still there. Okay, so... To find your search terms, they did move this and it scared me. And I went into accounts the one time and I was looking for my search terms and I couldn't find them. It was an account. I was doing a review for this person, but it made me worried that they were going to go away. I couldn't, I was searching all over, but I did end up finding the search terms. They were still there. So we're still good. So if you have this issue, there's two locations to look for search terms. One, if you're using the old system and maybe you just don't know where to find them in general, then you go under keywords and that'll drop down and you'll see search terms. You can do this at the campaign level and you can do this at the ad group level. And then the other option is to go under insights and then insights now will drop down and you can see search terms. But before, this was always under keywords. So if you can't find it under keywords, it's now under insights. And I've had this, actually, I had a client that was looking for the same thing and they just google just switched it on them to the new setup so i suspect that they're eventually going to switch people over to this new insights search terms but it's yeah it was definitely scary to see the search terms gone but they're still there so don't worry hopefully we get to keep them for a long time but it's we never know we never know what's going to happen next so this is the next question we have in our list here so i've been told that being limited by budget can make it hard to control my searches in shopping. Is this true? Well, it is true,
0: but only if if you're using a multi-tier setup in shopping like an alpha beta campaign. It won't be the case if you only have one shopping campaign. And the reason this happens is because a multi-tier setup uses negative keywords as a filter. If you get limited by budget on the lower end of this filter, the filter is no longer in place and all the keywords will move to the next campaign in the list. So it's a bit of an involved question, but the short answer is yes, can cause problems by being limited by budget. There is a fix though. Set up a shared budget. Then everything runs out of budget at the same time. So that all the campaigns run out of this budget at the same time and thus stopping it from moving from one budget or one campaign to another. Dan, is there anything else you want to add to that? I'm not
1: sure if I was very clear when I was explaining that. No, it's it's a pretty common one, though, to have this happen. If you are limited by budget and a lot of people set up each a budget on each campaign and they might be using what's called like the alpha beta setup, like you mentioned, or they might have three tiers. They might have a low, medium, and high setup. If that's the case and you have each individual budget, a lot of people will try to restrict the the lowest, the beta budget, because they say, Well, that's those are the keywords I don't want to see. So they'll restrict it and they'll put a low budget on it. Well, as soon as you do that, your medium or the alpha, whatever one, depending on the setup you have, will become the new beta because that filter is gone. It's like removing that filter for anything that's above that limited by budget. So if you're limited by budget, especially if you're heavily limited, now all that traffic is going to go to the next level. So, and then that could happen again at the medium. It could go all to the next level. So, and the whole reason for having those, that split is because you want to spend more. You want to have bigger bids on the higher, on like the alpha. So now your beta, your alpha has just become a really expensive beta. So it's, it just amplifies the problem. So, and you'll get all kinds of traffic in there. So, but yeah, what you said totally makes sense. So,
0: so you're you're essentially driving your, your low cost clicks down to the, the more expensive area where people are where you're gonna pay more for those clicks now.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the clicks you want to spend less on, yeah, are getting pushed into the the campaigns where you're gonna spend more. Yeah. So it's your low quality clicks Inside. That would be getting pushed up.
0: Okay. So here's a really good question, Dan. Should I venture into performance max? It seems like I can't get a straight opinion on this. Some people say to stick with the standard shopping and others love Performance Max. What's your thoughts
1: about this? So I think this is going to depend on your situation. So if you have just started out, this is the first thing you're going to do. I wouldn't suggest jumping straight into Performance Max as your first campaign. Now, saying that it can work, but it's not, it wouldn't be my first step. If I was going to be starting a new campaign, I'd want to do something like, we were just talking about like an alpha beta, if it's going to be shopping. If it's going to be search campaigns, like if you're a service business, then I would be looking at search campaigns and doing that before I jump into performance max. Once I have something that's, you're getting a little bit of traction, or maybe you've struggled for a while, those would be would be the two scenarios where I might try it. So if I've been doing really well, and I want to see what performance max can do for me, then I think that's a good time to test it. And there's actually experiments you can set up to test it but if you're also if you've been running for a long time and you haven't got any traction at all then i think that's also another good reason to experiment with performance max because i've seen that happen where we've had a great standard shopping campaign running but we're just not getting the traction we want so we jump over to a performance max we set it up and with a lot of assets and different things that we can do to make it run better and we give it a shot and like magic it starts to work so there are but you have to also have some conversions set up. You can't do this without conversions. So make sure you have conversions if you can try performance max. But again, this is why you're getting so many mixed answers is because there is no great answer. It's it's all about experimenting. Google ads is completely about experimenting.
0: And so like you're saying experimenting, so you can set up a test to run kind of parallel P max while you're still experiencing your shopping ads.
1: Yeah. So this is a recent thing they set up you can actually set up a test and you could set 50% of the budget to shopping and 50% to performance max. The only caveat to that is I've seen it not work great with like an alpha beta setup because there's multiple tiers. If you have multiple campaigns, it doesn't work great. But if you have a single campaign, single shopping campaign versus performance max, it works well. You could also test it by cutting out certain products. So you could test, take a group of products, put them on one side in your shopping setup and then take another group of products, put them on your performance max. They just can't be the same products. Otherwise, performance max will take priority over the other one.
0: So you could sort that by brand
1: or, or type of product or whatever you wanted to use there. Exactly. So you could, yeah, you could take the brand, have one brand over here, one brand over here, or take every second product from one brand on one side And every second product, other product on the other side. So you'd have like an even split between them. So you might have product A, B, and C over here. And then you have D, E, and F on the other side. And then you have, and they could be the same brand, but as long as they're different products. But yeah, there's lots of ways you can set it up to test. So next, let's go into the next question here, which is, how would you recommend that I set up my ad groups in a shopping campaign?
0: Okay, well, feel free to jump in here anytime, Dan, but there are two ways to set this up. One would be a segment to segment them by brand or by product type. There are other ways to segment, but these are the most common and easiest to do. If you only have one brand, then having them split out by product types might be the way to go. The reason you want to split out groups in shopping is that you want to be able to see the search terms for each. So you can see ad group one and only see search terms for that brand. It's going to vary depending on your needs, but just think about how to separate them in order to serve the needs of your business. Don't do it if you don't need to. If keeping them all in one ad group makes sense and you don't need to see search terms separately, then don't
1: segment into different ad groups. Dan, any input on that? I know what you said makes sense. Like, you can segment by the brand, you can segment by product types. There are some other ways to segment as well, like you could segment by margins would be another way to segment. But I think at the ad group level, it makes more sense to segment by, like you said, the brands or product types, because you want to get the keywords for those different types of products. And the keywords might be quite different for one product type. Like if you sell snorkels, and then you sell floating toys. Those two, the keywords for both of those are going to be completely different, but they make sense to be on the same store. So they're going to be on the same store, but different, completely different search terms coming in from people. So you want to make sure that you see those in separate ad groups and you can have them all in one ad group if you want, but separating them out makes sense and it allows you to have a little more control. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So your fishing
0: uh, your snorkels and stuff, segued very nicely into this next question. I own a fishing tour guide and I show up for my competitor searches. Should I block
1: them or leave them? So with competitor searches, I think it's something that you can either you can take or leave. It's really there there's no real right answer as in most cases with Google Ads, but competitor searches, let's just go back to what would happen if someone's searching. So someone searches for a competitor search. They're doing a search on Google. They're going to type in the competitor's name. So let's say it's Joe's fishing guide, and maybe you are Jim's fishing guide. So they type in Joe's fishing guide, expecting to see Joe's fishing guide. The first thing comes up, Google's always pulling up the first search, so they know it's going to be the right one, or most likely. So they're going to click on that. It happens to be yours, your your fishing guide. They click on it. Now expecting to see Joe, they pick up the phone, they phone. And it's not until they actually talk to you on the phone that they realize they called the wrong company. They switch. They're like, well, this isn't what we want. Unless you have a great salesman on the other end that can do the, the swap and get them on into your tour guide. But maybe they had a reason to call the other fishing guide. Maybe there was a question for them that was specific to their fishing guide and not yours. So I think it's risky to have competitor searches. And if you're going to do that, I think you should have it in its own campaign. And you should be control how much you want to spend on that. So if you only want to spend, if you are doing that, then maybe take a portion of your spend and test it out. See how it works, but change the ad copy as well. So maybe there's, you have something about alternatives or something like that set up that allows people to know that they're, okay, this is like an alternative to the other option. Not, it's not the other options. Because you don't want to accidentally trick the customer, even though you're not trying to trick them, but you might trick them. And they go to the wrong website and they're just going to bounce or leave that website. So they, and you might get a call and it might be the wrong call. And now you're tracking conversions. And now you're essentially tricking Google if you're using an automated bidding strategy. So I think it's better to stay away from this if you can, but it's something you could test. It's not necessarily, it's not always bad. Okay. That kind of makes sense. So that was our last question for today.
0: Thanks for joining us, everybody. Make sure you give us a review. Reviews are, They really do help the podcast grow, and we'd love to be able to provide more help to more people. Also, if you need more support, feel free to reach out to us at FocusYourAds.com. We'd be happy to chat with you and see if our our ad management service is a good fit for you. So take care. Have a great day.